When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We are back with another episode of Gapping with Gib. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and I'm so happy to have you here listening. I'm going to go long up top here to talk about the big Bravo news of the moment, which I'm sure you know what I'm referring to, because today's interview with the one and only Lisa Barlow from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is a shorter one than usual. I'll do a proper intro of that towards the end of this opening section, but if you want to skip ahead to that, be my guest. Anyway, Sunday was a big night. I had that football game on very low volume on my TV, turning up the volume occasionally for Reba and a commercial here and there with a celebrity in it, and obviously for Usher, keeping an eye on the routine shots of Taylor in her box, but I couldn't have cared less about what was actually going on on the field. So I was doing a little YouTube catch up, you know, watching a few videos I missed from different press tours recently, like Paul Meskel and Andrew Scott's press cycle for all of us strangers. They did a couple of really fun videos for different outlets. Chloe Sevigny, she's been promoting Feud and doing some really fun stuff, like that one for Elle, where she ripped into LA. Amazing. I watched a few new Architectural Digest home tours, but none that you need to see. Side note, I feel like there hasn't been an AD tour that has really hit in a while, you know? Like... They were on such a roll there for a few years, but it kind of has been crickets for them recently. I kind of need them to pop off again because I I do love those when they're good. Anyway, I was minding my business watching my YouTube videos when my brother texted me that he saw on Twitter that Larsa Pippen from The Real Housewives of Miami had unfollowed her boyfriend, Marcus Jordan. Obviously, this stopped me dead in my tracks, took my headphones out, pressed pause on Paul Meskel and Andrew Scott. Because obviously, for a woman who has been as public as Larsa has been with her relationship, this is actually a big deal. Sometimes the tracking of who follows and unfollows who on social media, especially in the Bravo world, can be a meaningless pursuit of tea. And a classic example of us Bravo fans just reading too much into something that doesn't actually signify anything. But this was not one of those times. This means something. When Larsa unfollows Marcus Jordan on Instagram, that means something. Turns out, Larsa had not only unfollowed Marcus, but I saw that she had wiped him from her Instagram grid, and she had posted a few cryptic Instagram stories that had not really been picked up yet, including a poll asking if your friend should unfollow your ex. For what it's worth, that's a yes, unless your friend specifically asks you to keep following them so that you can keep tabs on them on their behalf. And Larsa's voters agreed with that. So, Yes, you should unfollow your friend's exes on Instagram. I posted the screenshots to Twitter, it blew up, and soon everyone was wondering what the fuck was going on with Larsa and Marcus. Now, 
Did I think that Larsa and Marcus were total endgame? No, I did not. But did I love them as a couple? Kind of. And was I surprised that they had seemingly broken up? Yes, I was. I did think that engagement was on the horizon and I thought they would get married. You know, it just seemed like they were one of those couples that was so public and so adoring of one another and so obsessed with one another. Like, yeah, they liked the show of it all, but it seemed like they were genuinely in love to me. Like, they really were obsessed with one another to the point where, like, they wouldn't shut up about it. They sort of were shutting off some of their friends in their life. And it really seemed like they were at least going to get to the marriage point of it. And, you know, she had talked about taking his last name. So, you know, she was about to be Larsa Pippen Jordan. And if you know the history of Scotty Pippen, her ex-husband, and Michael Jordan, Marcus's father, and her potential future father-in-law, that's just simply iconic. I'm sorry. And my initial surprise was also at how she let the news get out. But then the more that I thought about it, I was like, this is Miss Petty Pippin herself we're talking about here. Of course she did it this way. She could have quietly unfollowed him and wiped her grid. And people probably would have noticed like, you know, a day or two later. But instead, she called attention to it with her stories immediately. So yeah, I put my YouTube viewing aside to track the conversation around this whole thing on social media. And it's pretty wild how much of the Super Bowl conversation that this apparent breakup totally drowned out for about an hour of the biggest night on television. I'm sure there were large swaths of the internet that had no idea this was happening and didn't give a shit. But in my corner of the world, this was the big game. Larsa unfollowing Marcus that was all we could talk about. And, you know, some people speculated that it was a stunt. It was, it was so obvious. She must be selling something. But that never came to fruition. That, that, that was a theory that I saw in my replies and quote tweets for a second there. About an hour after the Larsa news broke, Marcus posted on his Instagram story that he was watching the Super Bowl with his dad from a shockingly lame TV setup, by the way. <laughs> Go look at that screenshot. It's like on this like sad small TV in the corner. Like for a normal person, yeah, totally fine. But we're talking about Michael Jordan. Like, why is he watching the Super Bowl like this? Why is he watching the Super Bowl in this fashion? Anyway, he also unfollowed Larsa that night, like an hour after she unfollowed him. So, and also when I checked that night, when I checked on Sunday, Kiki, Marisol, and most notably Lisa were the ones still following Marcus from the show. And to me, that explains Larsa's Instagram poll. So are we also sort of like subtweeting Lisa here? I don't know. There might be trouble in paradise in more than one way for Larsa right now. Anyway, we were left without answers until the next day when people confirmed the news the next afternoon. And they didn't say a reasoning, but they did say that anonymous sources confirmed that they're no longer together. Shortly after, though, page six came along with the first real tea on the situation. So I'll read you a portion of that article now. So this is according to multiple insiders, page six says. One source said they're not together, and they added that they're taking space from one another due to, quote, tension in their relationship, which was allegedly, quote, incited by Marcus's dad, Michael Jordan, quote, publicly denouncing it. Marcus said Michael was joking when he said he didn't approve, but it really mortified Larsa, the source explained. The history between Michael and Scotty made things difficult, even if Larsa and Marcus did their best to make it a non-issue. Page six says, we're told, quote, family comes before everything for Marcus and the reality star. At the end of the day, Michael is Marcus's dad and Scotty is the father of Larsa's children. They have four kids together. There is a baseline loyalty for each of them that made the relationship difficult to navigate. A second source added, and I don't think this part was 
in the initial article that I read. So this is, I think this was added a little bit later, which is interesting. But it says, a second source close to the couple told us that their split has, quote, nothing to do with any family input, but solely for their personal growth. They have decided to take some time apart to reevaluate their relationship. A third source close to the show says that all of Lars's co-stars are surprised by the split and that no one saw this coming. It really seems like a sudden decision. There was no hint that there was trouble in paradise. They also added that Larsa has seemingly not touched base with any of her co-stars, and they have a lot of questions. They seem so in love. If they got back together, it wouldn't surprise anybody. So, who knows? I also wouldn't be surprised if they got back together, but they also have to film the Traders reunion together in LA in a couple weeks, and that's hosted by Andy Cohen, so you know he'll be asking about that. And I actually... As much as I want of the tea, I actually feel two ways about that. So obviously, yes, I want to know what happened. I want to get their perspectives on what went down. I want to see how awkward it is or not awkward it is. I want to see if maybe they're back together already in two weeks. Who knows? But I also don't really want this to dominate the Traders reunion. Like the season of the Traders has been so iconic and there aren't even words to describe how iconic it is, honestly. And There are so many like other individual relationships and tensions and dynamics that I'm looking forward to them discussing there. And Marcus and Larsa isn't one of them because their relationship ended up being mostly a non-factor on the show. Marcus was murdered by the traitors like so early that Larsa was kind of left to, I guess, defend his honor. So in that way, it sort of like fueled her. And it kind of, I think that's why she kind of gave us such an iconic performance on that show because she was she was kind of like out for revenge against the traitors because they murdered Marcus. And, you know, but that they we didn't really see much of their relationship on the show. I don't really need it to like be a 20 minute segment on the traitors reunion. I obviously had rather this news come out before they filmed the Miami reunion, but that's not the reality of the situation. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just sort of like, like in the realm of the traitors, I'm much more interested in exploring Lars's tension with Janelle. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, yes. Again, I do want to know the information and I hope they talk about it. But I also don't hope that like it it overshadows everything else on this traitors reunion because the show had nothing to do with this. You know, it's much more of a housewives issue. This is a game and this is a reunion from the game. And I don't really, I don't know. I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but I do hope they pick up cameras on Miami fairly soon after the reunion airs because I I want to see how Larsa is handling this moment. I want to see how she'll react with the rest of the women, how the rest of the women will question the breakup. I mean, that page six article says they have a lot of questions about it. She has not contacted them about it. So they seemingly found out through probably fan pages in the press. Are they going to be there for her? Are they going to question her a lot? I want to know if Larsa tries to make things right with Kiki, who was so loyal to her for so long, but felt cast aside during Larsa's romance with Marcus. And then obviously, if the poll was really sort of like a subtle dig at Lisa, who still follows Marcus on Instagram, I want to know about that too. Could next season be sort of like a, you know, post-breakup storyline for Larsa, but also sort of a falling out of Lisa and Larsa? I don't know. That could be pretty interesting. There's a lot to unpack. And and as they say, we need Andy and the camera. I'm sure there's much more to come from that whole situation. So we'll have eyes on that. And we'll probably discuss it in like an upcoming mailbag episode or something. But that's kind of all we have for right now. Lars has posted a couple more cryptic things on her story, but nothing else that really gives us a clue as to what is really going down behind the scenes. Switching gears, for now though, the rest of this episode of Gabbing with Gib is a fun check-in with Lisa Barlow from Salt Lake City. It's kind of an unusual time to interview a housewife, sort of between seasons, just as they're starting to film a new season. But since the Salt Lake women weren't really doing too many interviews during season four because they were trying to like keep 
reality von tease of it all under wraps i jumped to the chance to interview the bar legend it was tied to a brand partnership she was doing with clorox but don't worry we only spend like two minutes talking about the collab but it actually is kind of cool and i do want to alert you to the fact that if you enter to win the contest that she's promoting you can win two tickets to watch her heavens live which are extremely hard to get like you can't buy those those are only sort of you win them or you know somebody to hook you up with them so It's actually worth probably entering that contest if you're interested in going. But the rest of the time, we reflect on the major moment that Salt Lake City just had, what it was like sort of being in the eye of that storm. I also wanted to know how Lisa reacted to the news that Monica is not returning to the show. Um, You know, some people are saying that, you know, the show is going to flop without Monica. So I asked Lisa what she thought about sort of that mentality that some people have and and more. We get into other things, too. It was it was a really fun check in with Lisa. She was on her A game. And so if you're a Lisa Barlow fan, you will love this interview. And again, I only had 15 minutes with her. And again, I only had 15 minutes with her, but I think we made the most of it. So enjoy my conversation with Lisa Barlow. Please make sure that you are subscribed to Gabby with Gib wherever you're listening to this right now. Please give us a five-star rating, leave a nice review, and enjoy the interview with Lisa Barlow. I want to gab. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, so today we're gabbing with the one and only baby gorgeous herself, Lisa Barlow. Lisa is an OG of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, who has obviously given us more than her fair share of iconic moments and catchphrases. And she's coming off a banner season for her franchise. She's also here to promote her partnership with Clorox today. Lisa, always a pleasure. How are you? Oh my gosh, always a pleasure. I love seeing you. You're always so witty and funny. Oh my God, thank you. That means so much coming from you. (laughs) (laughs) Last time I saw you, we were taking prom photos together. We were taking prom <laughs> photos with your secret Diet Coke. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so you, you're you the queen of Sundance. Have you recovered from Sundance? What 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 are the biggest takeaways from that weekend for you? How are you feeling coming off of that? Oh my gosh, Sundance was amazing. It was so different this year. It was a little more quiet. Like I'm used to going like when it's like full on crazy, but it was beautiful in the fact that it went back to like very indie roots. And I feel like they were very selective on films I got in. So if you got in, you were like extra special lucky. And no, I haven't had a chance to recover because as soon as I wrapped, I like headed out to New York and like busy, busy, busy. So I'm like, I don't think I've had like a full good night's sleep since like August. Oh my God. Well, I don't, you, you're running on Diet Coke, which I, I know. I am. There, there we go. The big gulp. Oh, um, <laughs> I love that. And I, I just love seeing you out and about like to me, like you were you're you're making the rounds. I love seeing that. And it just seems like you just thrive in that environment. I love being social. Like I'm definitely not an introvert. I like 
love people. I love entertaining. And it's been fun to just like be out and about and like traveling so much. Like I wish we could be traveling more. Like I was hoping to be in New York this week for fashion week, but other things are happening. Other things are happening. Yeah. Yeah. As we know. Thank you, Bob. Exactly. So, okay. So Lisa, before we jump into some housewives talk, I, you know, obviously we're here to talk about your partnership with Clorox and I know there's some really awesome glam getaway giveaway that you're, that you're helping spread the word about. Tell me about that. Cause I know people can win a chance to come to Walter Happens Live. Yes. It's so amazing. So like a couple of seasons ago, like you saw me cleaning my toilets, like I'm the bathroom cleaner. John like puts the dishes away. I get the bathrooms. Like, you know, every household has that dynamic. So like, I love Clorox. And like, if you notice, I always talk about like what I can't live without. And it's like my Clorox disinfecting wipes, like after coming off of Sundance and like having so many people in our home, we're constantly wiping down all surfaces just to make sure it's like a healthy, safe environment. And then luckily, um, Clorox asked me to work with them on this glam giveaway. We know how much I love my glam and loving clean. Like my makeup artists know that more than anyone. So Clorox is giving an opportunity for two people over 21 to win a chance to fly to New York, have a glam getaway and attend a live taping of Watch What Happens Live. Like everybody should enter this. Um, there's 80 additional giveaway items to have the spa experience at home that um, Clorox is offering. So if you don't get to go to Watch What Happens Live and you're not the two lucky people that get to do that, there are opportunities to win up to 80 other prizes. That's amazing. And for people who weren't at BravoCon, the Clorox Housewives connection is there. There was like bedazzled Clorox can canisters I in every bathroom. I have at home. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and then all the mirrors said baby gorgeous, which we love to be baby gorgeous clean. So we love that. And I mean, like what better opportunity to see like real tea spilled and messes made than watch what happens live. So two lucky people are going to get to do that. You should enter. You should for sure enter. Oh, I will absolutely enter. That sounds like <laughs> honestly an amazing, an amazing prize. Okay, so Lisa, you know, we're coming off of this amazing kind of big zeitgeist moment for your show, right? I mean, it's like it Salt Lake City had this moment that not every show has even had, where it's like you, you really broke through and everyone was talking about it. It was just like everywhere. And I'm just curious what it was like being at the center of that. Like it, it, there was all eyes on you guys. It was so crazy because everybody's like, what can they do to top that? Like nothing's going to top that. Like every season that like we've had Homeland Security, the feds surround our van while we were on our way to Vail. Like we've experienced so much. And for me, it was like crazy. And the what was so nuts to me is like, Bravo never called us and said, don't tell anyone about this. Don't spoil it. We all, I think were so emotionally and like mentally taxed that we just didn't say anything. And then watching it, reliving it, and then experiencing it through like the viewer's eyes with the viewer, it was insane. Like, how did we get here? Like, mm. honestly, how did we get here? How did like, we get here? How did we get here? And I, I was going to say, I think the thing that you guys should be really proud of is just the fact that it didn't get out. Because I think that these days, so many things leak from different sources and things like this, nobody knew about, truly. I know. And I think like as a cast, no one had to say anything to us. We all just innately were like, it was so much to already go through after what we've been through before. And it was like, never again. This is like nuts. And the invasiveness, the deceit around it, it was all a lot. Mm -hmm. When you were at Sundance, the news had not come out that Monica was not coming back to the show. What is your reaction to Monica not coming back to the show? I mean, it's so above my pay grade. Like that's a decision that's made by the network and by the production company. 
It doesn't really have anything to do with the cast. I think Andy made it very clear at the reunion when he said, if we had known you ran a troll account, we wouldn't have hired you. I think that said it all. And I think just the way NBC and Bravo have been so overt about saying we don't accept this behavior. And I mean, she's not the first troll we've had on our account uh, or on our, her, on our on our cast, not account. She's not the first um, troll we've had, but it was like, never again. Like, why do we have to put up with this? So like to, the deceit it took to infiltrate and posture and plan and pretend that you're so honest about everything when really you're lying about everything. Like what's really true? Like how could you ever believe that again? And then that coupled with her filming her mother, like inciting her mom into and like getting her mom into a conversation so that she could belittle her mother, video it, and then share it with people. Like, how do you trust if your mom's not off limits, your brother-in-law's not off limits, like who is off limits, you know? And the very first conversation, I was very open-minded going into the season with Monica. Mm -hmm. I actually thought like, we're going to be great. I'm going to have fun with her. And like the way she could like spin and flip on someone was like unbelievable to me. Like there was not one person that she was an actual friend to on the cast, like not one person. Mm. Yeah. So for you, it's like it. there are all these lines that have been crossed. How do you how you can't go back once you cross the line? Basically, I mean, it's a, it was a choice made by Bravo. But me personally, I'm like, what more do I have to deal with? Like, yeah, I'm like. Oh my gosh, like what more can like a person take? And like you have to at one point have boundaries and just say, like, like honestly, it was interesting for me because the way I perceived the situation, it's like one way the way it's shown to the viewers and the way I experienced it was like every time I was around Monica, I'm like, if your only argument and the only way you can like rebuttal anything I say is that I'm ugly, fix my face, like you're, I mean, even at the reunion, she's looking at me across going, you're fucking ugly. You look 50. And I'm like, well, I'm not 50. And I don't like, it doesn't matter what you say right. anymore. That's all you've got. Like, you can't argue smart. You argue immature and like sophomore with jeers. So it was like, you know, that aside, like housewives is a jabby, like people say yeah, things all the time. But I mean, it, she took it too far because the deceit I can't get over. Like the fact that you were like, messaging me daily from an account like where if i pulled it up and showed you like scrolled up like how many times i'm tagged how many times the tags and then you only came clean because you were busted mm. and like the fact that you could like do drive-bys log into security systems like film people like the first conversation i ever had with her i said are you recording this because i just had that vibe like she was wow recording me and i'm sure she was like right oh you know my but God. like how do you build trust how it's do you always build gonna be in your head yeah. Yeah. That like you can't be vulnerable. And this show is about being vulnerable and being yourself. And I'm like, you can't be vulnerable because right. she's going to use it against you in a twisted, weird way. So, right, right. For me, it was like too much. Yeah. Something that I love about you guys as a cast is that you're, the four OGs, you guys have given us pretty much every possible like permutation of friendships and 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 different things like it, you show that you're such a you're a very dynamic group of four women and obviously other people have been on the cast but as a core four like you ne you guys never cease to surprise in terms of kind of what mm -hmm. what happens and I, I guess i'm curious what your response would be to people who are like what are they going to do without monica what are they going to do after this like big reveal you know what i mean what do you respond i mean to how that? many times have we heard that what are they going to do without you know mary didn't continue after season one and like we still have mary like you know like we had Mary last season and I'm sure we're still going to have Mary. But like, for me, it's like, we keep surprising you. So why do yeah. you keep doubting us? 
And I actually think like Utah, I'm a transplant. Like I grew up born and raised in New York, moved here. We lived here for a little bit, moved back to New York and then came back to Utah. It's addictive. And I Mm -hmm. think that there's such interesting personalities here. Like religion is always going to be the backdrop. It's like a very myopic place to live where, you know, like if you were in the South, it might be being Baptist. Like here in Utah, it's being LDS. And I think that like everyone has a different experience with it. And I think because of that and the way people are raised, it creates different um, ways of communicating and interacting with each other. And then people who move here that are like, what is this? I don't even know what this religion is. So I think like there's always going to be, we're not a place where there's like one or two dynamic women and it's like, oh, we casted them all. There's no one left, you know? Here, I could give them a list of a hundred girls every Mm. single season of girls that I'm like, they could be great for the show. I have, I've sent them like, like people who's like, you know, second home is $50 million and then their main house is like north north of a hundred, you know? So I sent them like people that I'm like aspirational in Mm -hmm. like inviting um, entertaining. Like I they feel like boxes. you're always yeah. going to get that here. Like, I feel like we have what it takes to be a housewife here. And like, not every city has so much of it. Like, I feel like we have a lot of it. Yeah. That, and that's, so and I that's feel like really, shock you. That's, and that's really <laughs> promising. And obviously a- Andy and Heather both said in these sort of post uh, season interviews that this week was sort of the week that you guys are probably going to jump back into filming for season five. So I won't be the first to say it. <laughs> no, you weren't exactly. Okay. But where is your head right now as you're jumping back into filming and thinking about a whole other cycle ahead of you? I mean, honestly, flying back from New York, I was like, why Why do I want to do this, right? Like, I have like such a big life. I have such a full life. Like, I felt cooler before I was a housewife. And mm. I understand like how special it is to be a housewife. Like, I've said it to a lot of people before. It's like being on an... And John gave me this analogy. He's like, you guys are like being on an NBA team. Like, everyone wants to be on it. And not everyone gets the opportunity. And he's like, it's a Mm. gift, a blessing, and it's hard, right? So like flying back from New York, I'm like, do I really want to do this? Like, maybe I want to be in Milan for Fashion Week. Maybe I want to be in New York for Fashion Week. Maybe I want to be in, you know, like St. Bart's with Henry for spring break because we give that up. And then there's like this part of me that's like, I know it was something else was said. I did help bring the show to Utah. Like it was me. It wasn't anybody else. And like, I called and made sure they know, like they made a mistake. It wasn't Mary. Yeah, it was, you know, Mary came through my friend Cameron and Mary is very interesting. And at one point they might have done a different project with Mary, but they wouldn't have found Mary if I didn't help bring the show here. Like it started with me and then it trickled down and I kept referring people and saying this person would be good. And I took it so personally because Mm. it's like my life and my relationships and help bring it together. But like Mary is interesting and she came through my friend Cameron. Right. And then they were like, maybe Mary does something extraneous from the cast. And then that wasn't the way to go. So then it became, she became part of Housewives instead of Housewives and And women in business. And then, yeah. And so like Mary, like, so part of that's true that Mary could have had something special, but she came through my friend Cameron, because I think it's really important that we have diversity on the show. Of course. You know, my friend Cameron was such a big part of like diversity for Utah, like not just for like tech, but like so many businesses and what he was doing before he passed here and his sister since like taken on his legacy and done what he's done. Yeah. So Mary came from that. But I think that it's like a unique thing to be able to say like, I'm a housewife. But then there's sacrifice with everything. Like as much as you gain from housewives, you sacrifice other things too. And I feel like it's really special to be on this cast with the production team we get to work with, with the heads of Bravo that oversee our show, 
And I feel grateful that all of them, like, I've never felt pushed into doing anything. You know, like, did I like my hot mic moment shown? Because like, I'm like, oh, like, this is crazy. But it's something where you learn a lot about yourself and like stuff. Yeah. And I think to wow you because every year, like you just get to see a different side of us and then interacting with others too. So it's like interesting. I think we're going to wow you guys. I expect nothing less. You wow me every year. And I'm- I hope I'm not jinxing this. Did I knock on wood? Like I'll knock on wood too. But I also, I'm so, I'm so happy to hear that. I mean, it, it makes sense to me that there are moments where you're like questioning everything, you know, sure. it's, it's such a pressure cooker, but I'm so glad that you are sticking with it because <laughs> you are such a star and you are such a, you're one of a kind. And I think that that, to me, that's Thank what you. I love about Housewives is, is, getting to know women that are really unique, one of a kind people, you know, and that's, thank you. And that's, that's one of the things that I really think that you bring to this cast. And oh, this... you're making my day. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. It really is. And I'm not the only one who would say that. So I hope you keep that top of mind, you know? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But it's hard. You, it's a big sacrifice and it's not just a sacrifice for us. It's a sacrifice for the crew that comes out and they, oh they leave their family and they leave their pets and they leave their girlfriends or boyfriends or husbands and wives. And it's a sacrifice to be able to do this. And I do feel lucky that Bravo picked me and like, lets me, you know, be a part of this because it, it is, it's an anomaly and it's a gift, you know? Yeah. Like, and I think if, if um, that, if that finale is indicative of anything, it's that you guys are a great cast, but also that you guys have an amazing production team with you, that, you, that, you know, and the really. reunion, I think the reunion just solidified it too, because I felt like I felt like our reunion, we got to say everything that was needed to say. I There's agree. been reunions that I walk away from and I'm like, I wish we had more. You needed more. And there were a lot of things we could have like, you know, like nitpicked and like gone through. But I think we really as a cast, like for the first time felt super united, Yeah, you know, good. and it wasn't to hurt anyone because like, you know how like they're like people say like, oh, no, no greater bond is like too you know, like when two people bond over an enemy, right, but it wasn't enemy. even like that. It just felt like, Hey, we get each other because we've gone through a lot and more and different than different. I don't, I don't want to say more different than other franchises, you know? And I think the thing that makes our franchise so nice is the authenticity still there. Like, um, for the most part, everything's like so real and raw and you're feeling it with us. And sometimes that's attractive and sometimes it's not attractive, but it's real. And yeah. it's vulnerable to like put that out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's really commendable. Lisa, well, I think that's all the time we have. I could talk to you okay. for a million I know. years. Call me later. <laughs> oh my God, of course. But do, you, if you, do we want to do one last plug for the Clorox giveaway and what people can win if they enter? Yeah, I think everyone needs to enter to win. And I hope, I wish there were more than two winners, but two people are going to be so lucky when they get to fly to New York for a glam getaway and enjoy this with Clorox. Like, make sure you bring your disinfectant wipes with you and wipe down the plane, right? Absolutely. And then, and then enter to win these 80 other prizes and, you know, get to like really know Clorox and the benefits of using Clorox. Check out my social media. I'll be posting soon on Instagram and all the details will be there. But I hope you enter to win. I absolutely Not like will. you couldn't just walk in to watch what happened. But we know you could do <laughs> <Listen>. that. <laughs> You're like, where's Done my chair? <laughs> exactly. Um, well, Lisa, good luck with filming. I am, yeah. I'm so excited. And again, I think this has been such a moment for you guys. And I hope that you've savored it. But also, I know there's there's a lot of goodness to come as well from, from your entire cast. I actually am really excited about this season. Like, it's the first time since season one that I am like, 
all in, like, let's go. It's going to be amazing. Ah, uh, it's going to be amazing. Lisa, baby gorgeous. I love Ooh. that. We'll talk soon. All right. <laughs> thank you so, so much. Cute. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the show. Subscribe to Gabbing with Gabe on any podcast platform to listen to new episodes. And subscribe to Gabbing with Gabe on YouTube to watch full-length versions of our interviews. We'd also love your support with a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can follow me at Gibsonoma on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And keep up with all things Gabbing with Gabe at Gabbing with Gabe on Instagram and TikTok. Gabbing with Gabe is an independent podcast hosted by me, Gibson Johns. It's produced by myself and Riley Dabbs. Graphics are by Rachel Roth, and our cover art photography is by Troy Hallahan. If you want to reach out about guest booking, sponsorship, or advertising opportunities, email us at gabbingwithgib at gmail.com. Thank you again for your support, and see you next time.